Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Oh, we've stayed in here too long. Look, it's hot in here now, isn't it? It is. Sweaty boys. I'll tell you what, it's hot. Oh, I don't know. It's white hot chatter reason. Uh. They what it's like in here, Pete, but the chat version, when like in a medieval fantasy, when they're trying to make a sword <laughs> and they put the hot metal in that water, that's what it's like here. It's all over the place. There's bits of metal and bits of uh, calcium going all over the gaff. Welcome to the Luke and Pete show. I am the Luke. That is the Pete. Say hello, the Pete. Oh, I, I nearly burped then. Have you I'm got not over, eating a banana today. Have you got over your Japanese um, porn title? Because I think people yeah. are getting a bit fatigued by that. I don't think they were. I, think I they was. Were, I think they were enchanted. I was. Enchanted. Th- this is the show to where twice a week we do a, I'll say, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say unplanned half an hour about whatever takes our fancy. Live and unleashed. Um, book, sort of bookended by your emails. Mm. and You're very welcoming. Welcoming. Enjoy the ride. Uh, it's very slow and sometimes quite dull, mm. but don't let that hold you back. We Pete, have none of our safety certificates we require to run this ride, and we're not going to do it anyway. And we're not doing, um, and we haven't got one of those. So tell you what we're like. We're like one bad, quite bad and one quite overweight tightrope walker together right. on a tightrope with no safety net. Yeah, we don't give a shit. Listen in, watch us splatter ourselves all over the pavement. You see that guy who uh, jumped out of a plane? I don't know why that jumped out of a plane. Hang on a minute. Oh, I've only got it on my laptop screen, Pete. Which, you, um, yeah, you sent me this. Uh, give us the, give us the, uh, the headline on the Twitter uh, account that you're uh, reading off. Um, a lot more uh, interesting and, and less uh, dirty as than the other Twitter account I was talking about last week. Well, um, I'm going to give people a bit, bit of background because we've got you and I've got beef here. Bit of background with we've beef. Got, we've got history here, right? Um, you tried to embarrass me with those wingsuits that time. Yeah, remember. You rarely say something stupid, but that's up there with saying <laughs> that's that, 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 that. That's up there with you saying that um, that little man with the iron uh, in the bo- in the boxing ring, the cut man, he has a hot iron to iron down the uh, bruises. Oh yeah, did I say that as well? Uh, it's really cold, isn't it? I mean, that's but the reason it so, sticks out is that you rarely say stupid things. I think, and that's that's what me upsets there. me. I think not, not, my wife would not agree with that. <laughs> um, so anyway, the background to this particular issue is the fact that I watched a video of a guy scooting down the side of a mountain scoot in a wingsuit yeah and i guess i thought in my infinite lack of wisdom that um he could just pull up and sort of land yeah and just walk off the more i think about that the more i find that quite charming yeah and the more i think why can't he do that yeah 
Could you not just do that in like on some water? Go yeah. up. But and you, just use your body to... Uh, but you eventually said, look, grow up. Um, you are going 100 miles an hour. Yeah, you have to pull the parachute out. <laughs> Fine, understood. Um, but we did see a video of a guy doing it without a parachute and he landed in a load of boxes. Yeah, but that um, he's the only man who's ever done that yeah, in the world so ever. So technically, <laughs> I was correct. But that, that's the background to this. But anyway, some news broke, uh, I think it was last week now, maybe possibly the week before, mm. um, of a guy called Luke Aikens, who is, is become the first person to jump out of an airplane without a parachute from 25,000 feet. Now, he lands in a big net. Um, it's in the Guinness Book World Record but, uh, as, as, a, as, the, as essentially as the first complete planned uh, jump from an airplane without a parachute. So I thought this happened about a year ago. Or am I going I mad? Or is it, did he just do it from higher, this guy? I don't know. Incredible, really. Is the answer. But mm. if you watch the video, and it's available, I mean, you can just Google it. It's widely available. Um, it's been watched over 5 million times on Twitter. He, he essentially jumps out like a normal-looking skydiver mm. in the pose you'd expect with a load of, I guess, experienced skydivers around him yeah. who, who sort of manoeuvre him into position, help him out. The video's got like a uh, an altimeter at the side to show mm. you how close to the ground he's getting. And obviously, one by one, they start pulling their parachutes because mm. they have to, and he carries on going. Eventually lands in what can only be described as an absolutely giant net, yeah. which must be about... Actually, technically speaking, it's nowhere near the ground, that net, for obvious reasons. Yeah. So, has he really completed it? Anyway, he, he lands in the net. But can I just say, it's a quite a nerve-wracking video to watch anyway, even though you know that he's going to be fine. It gives you sweaty palms and all that. But I can't be the only one who noticed that he did almost miss the net. He's nowhere near the middle of the net. Yeah, okay, right. He's probably about, I don't know what the scale is, but he's about, I don't know, a handful of pixels from the side <laughs> of the need, net. Does he need to do it again? In his mind, he's gone, yeah, I'm not doing that again. No, but that, that was, was mental. That was nearly, that was that was nearly an absolute so I, nightmare. I, I remember the one you might be talking about about a year ago. Was that that Red Bull one where he jumped out? He chucked his parachute out and jumped out after it. Oh, no, 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 no. Have you so, seen that no, one? Same, 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 same uh, idea. Maybe okay. this guy Maybe this guy did it a little while ago and, and everyone just sort of picked up on it, maybe. Can I also say as I'm well, internet. anyone here could do that. just depends on the size of the net. What do you mean? Well, if, well, if, net, if you had like a mile, a mi- not even a mile, that would be bigger than a mile. If, if you had net the size of a country, anyone could do it. <laughs> yeah. There you go. But I mean, what? Well, I'm just saying, if the net was like 10 feet by 10 feet, yeah. now, now you're talking. Now you're talking. Yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> but the Red, precise... Bull one, the Red Bull one's worth a watch as well. Mm. So it's obviously sponsored by Red Bull and the plane's Red Bull. Mm. And a couple of people jump out and skydive. And he looks at the camera, gives it like a gnarly... Dude, yeah. radical dude sign or whatever they yeah. do these 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 type of type of adrenaline junkies yeah. chucks his parachute out the window like gives it a thumbs up and jumps out after it and the video is him chasing it, chasing his parachute chasing it, and he gets it puts on and lets it off that sickens me that yeah. sort of behaviour sickens me tired of living as my dad would say <laughs> tired of living so there we go he's That's got what nothing on the ground he's <laughs> got nothing on the ground <laughs> yeah I've got nothing to live for anyway <laughs> very good wow. and, and also Pete did you um, have you are you aware of a a um it's hard to explain, but like a thing, I suppose, called Doggerland. Doggerland? Yeah. Is that like Diggerland, where you can play on some diggers? Sure, I'm Sammy and Milby went on it once and it amused me. Sort of. Right. So Doggerland, and I never really considered this before, and I might be bl- about to blow some people's minds, but at the same time, I might be talking to people who are going, yeah, well, obviously, everyone it, knew that. Is it like hedonism too, but instead of yeah. being in the Caribbean, it's people fucking on, a, on some yeah. waste ground? Yeah. So you know, you know um, Creamfields? <laughs> no, no. Basically, Doggerland is the name of a land a, a landmass hmm. that um, is now beneath the North Sea, 
but up until 6,000-ish BC, connected the UK with the rest of Europe. Oh, wow. So basically, the UK traditionally was part of the European mainland, but due to a, um, uh, some sort of incident, um, I think it was something to do with a, um, like a flooding or a rising sea level or something mm. like that, was submerged and uh, separates now, and now it's underwater, which separates us from the mainland of Europe. How thick? So we could, I in, mean, if it's 6,000, that's reversible, isn't it? Six, well, build on it, build on it a Apparently, archaeologists have been down there and found stuff. Mm. Um, I'm just saying, in, in, this, in this Brexit era we're living through, yeah. it makes you think, doesn't makes, it? <laughs> what do you mean it makes you what think? What makes you think? What, do you think they had a vote and sank it in, this, in the 6,000s? Six, six, six yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Let's sink but it. But apparently... Um, it was it was first identified in the early 20th century mm. as it existed, and it was definitely a thing. Mm. And then in 1931, a fishing trawler um, dragged up a barbed antler point, which um, dated to a time when the area was, I think, in the Ice Age or something. Mm. And then since then, vessels have dragged up remains of mammoth, lion, other animals, and some prehistoric tools and weapons um, to, to confirm, essentially, that it was a big part of, of land between the UK and what is now the Netherlands. Ah, oh, I thought that would sort of go that way rather than... Oh, fantastic. Weird, right? Did you not know about that? Uh, it, no. It feels like quite... Well, uh, I obviously knew that the UK was part of a larger landmass at some point, but I didn't realise it was thought it was, it was as as continental as... drift or something well, like that. I, well, no, I just didn't realise it was um, six... That... Well, I mean, it's continental drift and they'll be flooding as well in that yeah. one, the rising yeah. levels, but um, I didn't realise it was as late as 6,000. 6, so I only found out about it about a week ago. Do you think it's quite a big thing to not know about? Because I feel like it was one of those things where I was like, Jesus, I really should know that. Out of all, bearing in mind that I know about Joseph Lister and the carbolic soap and all that shit. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm talking to a man here. more useful. I'm talking to a man here who is on the record of saying he wasn't sure how Jesus died. Yeah. So, I mean, that... I'm looking forward rather than backwards, <laughs> I would say. What can we learn from it? Hey, that's what <laughs> I... Oh, is it really an influential act, bit of activity anyway? Yeah. Not really. <laughs> there we go. So there we go. That's uh, what's been floating my boat this week. And if you excuse the pun, because there was a landmass there and now mm. it's not. Because it's under the sea. All right. Then, what then. have you got, Pete? Um, well, I was just going to press the button to go to emails. So let's go, go, go emails. We've got Do loads it. of emails to get through, for crying out loud. Do it. Okay. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The problem appears... Not in again, this oh, one. Oh, God. You're going to report me for saying bugger, you know. Oh, just wait till I see your mother. You're in real trouble. Oh, I say, wait, if you're going to go and see her, then tell her this bugger-shaped funk she fucking sphincter. There we go, the great Brian Blessed. Fucking sphincter. He's very similar. Do you remember the guy who, um, who was the Australian guy who was getting arrested? A delicious Chinese meal. <laughs> a succulent Chinese meal. That's it, succulent. Succulent. You wouldn't describe a Chinese meal as succulent, would you? No, not the ones I get. Crispy kind of beef, lemon chicken, very dry. As 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 people, uh, as regular listeners to this show will know, that's your death row meal, isn't it? That is my death row meal. Lemon There's chicken, it. shredded beef. Uh, what was the other thing? Maybe some congee. I'm fond of a congee. Yeah. I think I'll go Speculoos ice cream on a nice Belgian waffle. Ugh. Love it. Heavy. Yeah. Well, I'm about to be killed. You'd immediately vomit. I'm You'd literally like, about to be killed. doesn't yeah, matter. You want to look good. I want to be so fat they can't even put me in the damn chair. <laughs> My arm's so fat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Wow. What you got then, Pete? Uh, I've got some emails, mate. Mark Kazanoff. No, Matt Kazanoff, even. My eyes deceive me. Uh, listening to episode 89 where you guys uh, discussed how Bruges was not bombed because it was too beautiful and you briefly mentioned there was a place in London that was also intentionally missed. Uh, that place is the Senate House Library in Fitzrovia. I studied oh, abroad nice. I studied abroad in London uh, last fall and we were given access to the library by UCL. Uh, while on tour, they told us how it was purposely not bombed as Hitler eyed up as his London headquarters due to size and relative strength. Uh, the library is actually quite magnificent and has a lovely great room, which is an excellent place to take midday naps, though not a great place to listen to podcasts as uh, sudden fits of laughter get you weird looks from those in the midst of studying. Uh, thank you for that, Matt, but I don't like the way that you're kind of being lovely about one of our buildings. Stop eyeing up our buildings, yeah, Matt. Leave it, leave for it. your eventual base. Avoid it like Hitler did. When the Connecticutans, <laughs> Connecticutans yeah. uh, um, head on over over here. Can I use a swear word to describe them? Connecticuts. Yes. Mm. That's beautiful. And mass holes from Massachusetts. Put, put that on a uh, t shirt. Is that an actual thing? Connecticuts. Do they know, say I that? Don't know, they don't use the same word in America, do they? It's sometimes touted as a laugh, I think. Mm. Um, but that, that, that email that Matt sent there, I think that comes from Pete, you and I getting confused between the building that Hitler had plans to use as his headquarters. Yeah. It, and the uh, one that looks like a swastika. No, because no, it wasn't. But I think that I think that would have been his London headquarters. But wasn't there a big building in Norwich that he loved? Oh, I don't know. Because Alan Partridge talks about it a lot. <laughs> right, okay. Maybe that's a joke. I, I don't know. But, <laughs> that's, um, but Pete, I've got I've got a really interesting email here from Rob, and I, I don't know what you're going to make of this. I know you haven't read it because you you're not caught up yet. Um, I'm just going to read it to you and see mm, what you think. Okay. okay. Hi, chaps. Love the podcast. Listening this week, uh, I guess he means last week by now, and couldn't believe your mention of the original Arctic Monkeys bass player. Right. Imagine my surprise when I'm mindlessly painting the skirting board of my bathroom when I hear you mention my brother. <laughs> Brilliant. And his stint in Britain's greatest music export of the last 15 years. He's still involved in music, produces a lot of solo artists, as well as making music in the hip-hop genre. He's also an accomplished photographer and had exhibitions of his work. 
However, imagine my dismay when he's referred to as the fat bassist from Arctic Monkeys. You said um, that. I didn't say that. Love the podcast, lads, but maybe leave the body shaming out. It's 2018. Um, I'd rather you not use my last name. Fair enough. Um, Probably figure it out. <laughs> Ro- Ro- Rob also says, I do genuinely love all your podcasts and wrestle me as far as becoming my highlight of the week. So, Rob, I very, very much apologise for uh, insulting your brother. It was not my intention. As a man of, of fairly sort of sizable mass myself, yeah, I mean, um, I'm, I'm, I'm in a glass house here. I'm constantly body shaming uh, Luke with my barbs. But I've got nothing else because he's so switched on mentally. I just can't. Oh. Pete, you are constantly body shaming me just by taking your top off. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, no, uh, it's nice to hear from Rob anyway. Good, thank you for getting yeah. in touch. Appreciate it. No, and, I, and it's great to hear your brother's doing well. Fantastic. Are you related to a musician? I was reading that. Uh, I think. Uh, the, I think the there's a quite a good, there's a quite a accomplished photographer in the Arctic Monkeys now. I think. I can't remember who it is. It might be Matt Helders. Can't remember. Okay. Anyway, uh, if you're related to a musician, if you're if, to some a musician. repute. Let us know. My mm. aunt's um, partner is um, was a either a touring guitarist or a session guitarist for the Rolling Stones. Oh, there we go. How about that? That's big. That's big potatoes, isn't it? Big potatoes. Um, but I've never, I've never really met him, so I can't reclaim it. <laughs> I was reading that uh, the guy who uh, wrote most of the songs for the Cardigans, um, who are still an ongoing concern, I do believe, um, he went on to write the weekend. Uh, I can't feel my face. Oh, great. And also Carly Rae Jepsen's I really, 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 really like oh, you. did he really? Those two tracks, just that is a nest egg, isn't it? That's a nest egg. So I, I, know, <laughs> I think I know who that is then. Uh, so that'll be... Is it he's a Swedish guy, is he not? Yeah, yeah. Is it, uh, is it um, Peter Svensson? That's the one. Yeah. That's the ticket. Yeah, he's written loads of stuff, but it just, it just surprised me that those two tracks in particular... Biggins. But obviously he's Swedish because he's in the Cardigans, right? He yeah. played guitar for them or something. But yeah, yeah he's they um uh, there's a really interesting sort of there might even be one that exists, and if there is, do get in touch and let us know. Hello at Lucanpeacher.com. But yeah, there's not been one made. There's a really good documentary waiting to be made about those behind the scenes songwriters mm. because there's so many of them. The guy out of, There's a guy um, called Carl Falk who who wrote so much stuff. Like it's unbelievable how mm. many um songs he's written for for people. Like, all the, the One Direction the, stuff. Or the woman who or the woman who does all of like um Rihanna Beyonce's all of the um the first draft singing when the songs get awarded or given or sold to right, an yeah, artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um this woman sings it first and she sings it and she kind of um Raps the lyrics a little bit and kind of works out some lyrics and stuff uh, just by singing the melody. Um, right, and, and she's this woman who's just like you. You walk past her in the street, but she is uh, incredible. She, so, she she effectively is like the, the bedrock of all modern pop music. It's a great songwriter, <laughs> not by the same um, same level, but it's in my opinion a great songwriter who I who I know. He's a, he was a professional musician for ages. He the way he used to write his melodies. So he used to call up. He had, a, he had an answer phone on this on this landline at his house. Mm. And he used, when, he, when the melody came to him, he would ring his landline, knowing that no one would answer, and sing it down to the answer phone. So right. he had it there and keep him there as a oh, bank that's of a good melodies. Idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Brian Wilson actually used to live really, the great Brian Wilson used to live very close to his studio um, for exactly that reason, because sometimes songs would just come to him yeah. and he'd go there and record them. And, he, and I think there's a book called Wouldn't It Be Nice? And it's been widely discredited as a true story of his life because it was co-written with Dr. Eugene Landy, who is the, the, the controversial therapist that lived with Brian Wilson to help him through his mental illness. Okay. And he sort of, he was, he was alleged to have broken a lot of professional conduct type mm. rules anyway. But in there, he, Wilson is quoted, I think is saying for every amazing song I've written, I've lost 10 because I've can't remember them. Yeah. And, 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 and Neil Young also said, it, it, he finds it hard to take credit for the song he's written because it doesn't feel like he's writing them. He feels more like a conduit. I have had dreams where I've went, that's a banging melody. And I've woken, well. woken up and it's like, 
I've either remembered it and thought, what the fuck are you on about? It's like, bah, bah, it's me going, bah, 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 bah. Yeah. Or I've woken up and instantly forgotten it. Yeah, I'm the same. It happens to me as well. Oh. But this Carl Falk guy, just going back to that, he's a guy who's he's written... I had uh, a sexy dream uh, set in North Korea. For goodness carry sake. On. No, carry, carry on. on. No, no, carry on. I ca- how can I carry, carry on, on with that bombshell in the middle of it? How am I supposed to live? Um, uh, <laughs> how in... can we be lovers if we can't be friends? <laughs> I was in Korea... Uh, I'm not going to go into who I was having sex with, but um, uh, was it, it, as long as it wasn't me, that's okay. Yeah, it wasn't you. I can confirm to the, the listeners, listeners it wasn't you. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and I'm not going to reveal the sex. Um, uh, literally, uh, I was in North Korea and um, Kim Jong was there and he uh, basically had us over there. Kim um, Jong un, you mean? Kim Jong un. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the current Kim Jong. Uh, he was, we were over there and he basically made us shut our eyes, promised to shut our eyes uh, because uh, they were under attack and they didn't want everyone seeing you know, what was going on. Um, and I was like, this, I was whispering at the person going, this is bullshit. This is propaganda. They're not really at war. And all these bombs started exploding. We're in the sea, we're in the water and all these things started. And then I looked and I could see this wooden crown. And I was like, see, this isn't even a real crown. Yeah. That's why I know it's not real. Yeah. And then, it, it, dreams are boring. But like, <laughs> dreams I, are fundamentally fucking boring. It's just but, reminding me of something. Um, let me just get this Carl Falk thing out of the way. And then we the, fucked. The songwriter. Me and Kim. He, um, He's written songs for, since 2011. One Direction, Nicki Minaj, mm. Demi Lovato, Jason Derulo, Tiesto, Ariana Grande, Avicii, Kelly Ray Jepsen, Ellie Goulding, Madonna. He's, he's written... I mean, if you see yeah, the list of songs he's yeah, written... Yeah, but what, it, where are the big big hitters? I mean, this guy, Svensson's written for all of us people as well, but yeah. they're not as... He's big with Ariana Grande. There's some big, there's some big hitters. Ariana Grande. I get so many tweets and so many um, fan accounts with Ariana Grande starting to follow me because they, they because the the word Pete Donaldson is quite similar to Peter Davidson or Pete Davidson. Oh yeah, the guy who's, who's uh, got big dick that. energy. Yeah, big dick energy. What's that? Um, I think it transpires that um, people were surprised because he's not a conventionally incredibly handsome man. They assumed that he's got a bit of a swagger, like he's got a big penis. So I think big dick energy. Is the new thing to what's, say. What's he known for? What's his thing? Uh, SNL. He's, he's a big in SNL. He's, oh, okay. He's very, he's very good on that. Okay. Anyway, um, this story about this dream about Kim Jong Un and all these bombs going off. So let me tell you a quite a funny story. I don't think I've told it before. Friends of mine were traveling in Southeast Asia mm. about 15 years ago, and uh, they're in I want, somewhere in Thailand. I can't mm. remember where. And um, they're they're in a, in a hostel or whatever. And um, they decide they want to go out for a few beers that night. There's about four or five of them, mm. and um, so they're like, right, we're going to go for, go for a few beers or whatever, get ready. And one of my mates, Penny, uh, I won't use his real name, but everyone calls him Penny. He um, he decides he doesn't feel very well. Mm. In fact, he thinks he's got a bit of the old um, the, the old food poisoning, diarrhea, all that kind of stuff. Mm. And uh, so he says, look, I'm not going to come out. I need to stay here. Really. I need to be within two meters of a toilet, really. It's that kind and of... a recording studio. Kind of illness. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, it wasn't that. It was not, not the same guy. Uh, and and uh, so anyway, so he's there with diarrhea in a hostel room on his own. Everyone's gone out. It's like a full moon party or something like that. Mm. Um, right. Because he's got bad diarrhea, he's dehydrated and he's ill. Mm. And he's starting to have that sort of woozy feeling where you're sort of between sleep and dream and yeah. that kind of stuff, right? It just so happens to be the king of Thailand's birthday <laughs> on that day. So there's massive celebrations all over Thailand. And it involves, of course, a huge amount of fireworks mm. and all this stuff going on. To cut a long story short, my friends get home to the hostel at whatever time it is in the morning to find him cowering under the bed in tears because he thinks that the whole island is like under attack oh, no. because of these fireworks are going off. 
I don't uh, like that story. That's oh, horrible. it's sad, isn't it? Sad, it's isn't sad. It? it is sad. They get cowering pooch. It's a mistake we've all made. We've all confused a firework <laughs> with a bomb. It's just how it is. Yeah, I'm glad I've never. I've, I don't think I've been that sick for a long time. It's wonderful. No, same, same. What about this, Pete? Take um, your vitamins. Here's a good email from Phil who says, Pete, um, don't forget when discussing uh, discussing fish and chips in our little old town of Hartlepool's, mm. the time Kelsey Grammer of Cheers slash Frasier mm. um, fame popped down the headland and into Verrill's for some fish and chips. Yeah, he um, he's married to a um, uh, attendant, plane attendant, what do you call him? Cabin crew? Cabin crew. You, you've on so many holidays, you don't know what a cabin crew <laughs> a is. Cabin crew. <laughs> so Kelsey Grammer... Um, Went to a place called Verrills. Do you know that fish and chip shop? I do not. It's on the headland, I believe. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what, that's what, that's what uh, Phil says. Um, uh, and was, this is well known in Hartlepool, is it? Uh, yeah, it's a good one. It's quite a big it's news for there. me, that. Uh, yeah, well, as I said, he goes out with a, a woman who's from Hartlepool originally, I imagine. Okay. She lives far away from Hartlepool now, probably in Los Angeles. Didn't I read that he had a tattoo on himself to stop him... Cheating on his wife? Cheating on his wife. Well, something flirting or something. Yeah, you told me that, so I don't know um, it, it just yeah, it gets through a lot of apparently tossed. there's a rumours of um, a Frasier reunion yeah but I think the dad died didn't he That's yes he sad. did isn't that going to be a sad restart the problem with rebooting shows that haven't been on the air for like 20 years or 15 uh, is that we're <laughs> it's one thing watching someone grow old in front of our very eyes like Niles and Frasier who will presumably come back for this reboot um, the thing is like HD television isn't kind to that sort of thing anyway. It isn't kind to the, the actors anyway. No. Um, and when they come back and we're faced with this, you know, like it's like watching the most recent Arrested Development uh, series on Netflix. It's all very clear and you can see how old Job is and it's just like, oh, everyone's quite old, and, aren't they? And in actual fact as well, it'll be fine for Kelsey Grammer and um, for, for, for Fraser and Niles, but for like Daphne, she'll get judged badly for it. Oh. Because women, uh... women are much more badly judged for it. Yeah, no, I, no, I think, um, no, I think, Kelsey Grammer looked her dreadful. His yeah, hair would have almost... Surely we can agree that, that men are under less pressure than women. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, good, we, all right. Have we, have we switched roles here? I think we might have done. <laughs> no, don't make me out to be some sort of sexist. Just because no, you're, you're sexist. Because you're a bit weird. Some woke. Um, you're woke. Um, what about this from Frankie, Pete? You'll like this one. Um, he says, uh, hello guys, love the show. In two weeks, I'm travelling to the UK from New Zealand to New study Zealand. at the University of Manchester. Following on from your fish and chips based life hack chat, I can't remember that, mm. Oh, yeah, no, I can. It's don't have fish and chips from a place that isn't a fish and chip shop. <laughs> I'd appreciate some more crucial UK-specific life hacks that would help me make the most of my British sojourn. Uh, my British cultural knowledge has so far been almost solely acquired via your shows, so I only have, a, I only have you lot to blame if I commit any serious faux pas during my stay. Oh, when, when, when they're coming over? Uh, he's coming over in two weeks. Right. What would you recommend as a couple of things to help him get on in British life uh, a little bit more easily? Um... You need to be careful around the sewer people. Uh, these are a breed what? of people who live in the sewer. Yeah. Um, they are mu half mutant, half um, people, which is a genus all of its own. Mutant, just general mutant animals and things like that and all they, together. And their king and is, they the, uh, is called Fatberg. <laughs> Fatberg. <laughs> and they worship the Fatberg yeah. uh, under the streets of London. And all Wimbledon ball boys and ball girls are orphans. <laughs> someone, tried, someone tried to tell me that once really that's wonderful yeah. um, on a more serious note um, Wimbleful Frankie I would say that because um, Frankie's the name of the email there if I didn't, if I didn't mention that mm. I would say but here's my tip right and this might be like a, a minority viewpoint but I believe it passionately when you get to the point where you're working if you stay in the UK and you get a job and you meet someone in the kitchen in the morning of the office and they say to you alright how was your weekend 
the only appropriate response to that is, it was fine, thanks. Yeah. It's exactly. not, they're not asking you, British people are hardly ever asking you for about your weekend. Yeah, they're yeah, just yeah, passing yeah. the time. They're being polite. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm fine. Yeah. They don't, that's not an open question, Frankie. My, so my... you are going to get a reputation as being a sort of oversharing New Zealander weirdo if you don't adhere to that rule. When I say, uh, you're right, you're right, you're right, that's my hello. But yeah. people do sometimes go, yeah, I'm fine, thanks. And I'm like, oh, I didn't expect that. But as long as there's no more than that, it's fine. Oh, right? yeah, no, I don't want to. So it, it, the scenario... Put life story away, mate. The scenario would go awry, for example, if you were to say to someone, how was your weekend? Then, mm. oh, you know what? It was a bit of a nightmare. Well, on Friday afternoon... And, and before you yeah. know it, you're stuck there. Yeah, nobody cares. No one wants that. Remember <laughs> that, Frankie, because I spent some time in New Zealand and I know you guys can be very friendly, which is lovely, mm. but there's a time and a fucking place. <laughs> and the UK is not it. No. Get that said, they are, they are friendlier up north. But mm. you are agreeing with me, even though you're a northerner. What do you mean, as in? But you're saying I'm right. There's some Down northern here, people yeah. might say, "Oh well, no, don't." That's fine. Oh no, another bit more chatty. I, uh, I think I spoke about this a little while ago when I was up um, in Manchester um, doing working a gig, uh, and I forgot how lovely everyone is. Right, <laughs> I feel sad telling you to lift me. Like <laughs> it's funny because ah, no, when you go Stop to um, when you go when I go to visit my wife's family in New England, I'll occasionally go out for a run because it's mm. lovely around there. And there's loads of yeah. places to go running. Every single person you see will say hello to you. Yeah. Or wave. Or Mad, isn't it? Yeah. In London, it's like, even if you're running, even if you're running in London and another runner comes past, they don't even, <laughs> they don't even acknowledge you, let alone say the hello. Only, the only caveat is if you've got a dog. dog oh, right. Dog, yeah. Dogs will, because um, I mean, I guess you have to to pass the time, but... Um, Icebreakers. Walking around with the dog is like the best icebreaker. Definitely. Definitely. So right, if you want to get friends, grab yourself a dog. Uh, I'm just writing, making a note of this for the synopsis, otherwise I'll forget. Grab yourself a dog. And all dogs come from Doggerland, of course. Yeah. We found out <laughs> Doggerland, <earlier>. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where Stan Collin was from as well. Yeah. And block out of EastEnders. Phil Mitchell, not Phil Mitchell. Steve McFadden. Yeah, he was He was a oh. bit big into that, wasn't he? Was it? Yeah, it was. And was it not um, the girl who played, the woman who plays Kathy got busted in a Range Rover? Yeah, that wasn't dogging though. She was having sex outside. Like Katie okay. Hopkins. Where's, where'd you draw the line though? Um, what do you mean? Where'd you draw the line? Well, you can have sex outside. Yeah, I know with that. one person. But like waiting around in a car park for someone to fuck. I mean, like that's a very that's different dogged. situation. So there's the line. That's Just yeah, answer the question. The... That's fine. Good to know. People listening will now know that, won't they? <laughs> uh... Not everyone is as well versed in the in the sort of subcultures of our country as you are, Peter. Not everyone can drive, so I've never got involved. <laughs> Not everyone's do I, on the... How do I flash my headlights if I don't have any headlights? You have to get two, two like, ones that you get from by. <laughs> Walk into like a known dogging car park with two torches, start yeah. flashing them on. All right. <laughs> Have you got a car? Yes. Not everyone's on the bleeding edge like you are, Pete. All right. Uh, and it is bleeding, uh, and it will soon become septic. Uh, right. That's about it for us. Thank you for joining us uh, this <laughs> afternoon, evening, morning, whenever you. What a way to end. Listening. I know, right? What a way to end. Um, it's been real. It's been emotional. It's been the Luke and Pete show. If you want to get to the show, how can you get in touch? So on Twitter or Instagram, we'd love to hear from you at Luke and Pete show. Uh, in terms of the emails to make a contribution, again, we would be very grateful for that. It's hello at lukeandpeteshow.com. One thing that has been really nice is people have been very generous about the show on iTunes. Uh, leaving us reviews and all mm. sorts of stuff. And people genuinely love the show, which is fantastic for us because Pete and I enjoy doing it. So if you want to find some time to leave us a review as well, assuming you are listening right to the end because you now know it's already an outro, so you've probably <laughs> turned off and skipped on to Pod Save America. Um, do that. Please do do that. And yeah. uh, we'll see you next week. We'll see you on Monday. They had um, the bloke who does uh, intelligent, Intelligence Matters. Oh yeah, uh, do you know that one? On Pods of America? Sponsored by Raytheon. On the gate, on the who, ga- as a guest, you mean? As a guest, yeah. Right. He's very uh, ordered. They are very good, the Pods of America They're, they're disgusting. Very, sli- very slick. Uh, it's just a Karnoff product, so yeah. <laughs> we can say that. Enjoy it.
sponsored by Raytheon. Sponsored by Blue Apron. Who I think are responsible for some horrific um, situations in Yemen. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.